0: Well, that's our episode for the day. <laughs>
1: Final chapter of book.
0: Four. Oh, we did it. We got through this dumpster fire. By dumpster fire, I mean the movie. <laughs> it's
1: a fucking movie. We got words. But, we'll
0: talk about it later. But we also got through the book, which is very large. Large book. Just like me. And me. We are large. We are and large. In charge.
1: Beautiful bitches. So hi, it's basic snitches time. Yeah, we have wine.
0: We do. We have snacks because we're at Tara's house. (laughs) If we were at Adam's house, we would have ordered Chinese food, probably or something like that.
1: Probably wasn't sure what to do, so I just like snacks.
0: And it looks impeccable. Like she's like, I hope you you like my snacks. I'm like, this looks kind of fancy, honestly.
1: I'm just well, okay. So here's the thing: Steve's dad has all these fancy little bowls and shit, so I just put stuff in fancy
0: bowls. It's good. There's like crunchy sticks. Yeah, the basics. There's puppy chow, there's hummus, there's crackers, there's cheese, there's vegetables, there's raspberries.
1: There's also chips and dip, which <laughs> is not a thing that I... So here's the thing. I'm not saying I don't love chips and dip, because I do. I don't buy it, because I will eat it all, like, immediately. And Thank you for today, the reminder. I... There's an example of what it sounds like. The chips coming out of the bag.
0: <laughs> this is the ASMR episode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I was just like, I fucking need chips and dip. It's been a journey, and we're so glad
0: you took this journey with us. Oh my gosh. I love that journey for you. (laughs) It sure has. Moral of this intro, Tara's good at charcuterie boards, even when there's no charcuterie on them.
1: Yeah. This is a very not charcuterie charcuterie board.
0: No meat. Speaking of no meat, we have now reached the bread of this book, the bottom bread. The bottom bread? (laughs) Yeah. The bottom bread, which has never been a nickname of mine. My nickname is The meat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is chapter thirty-seven, the oh, beginning. Yeah. What happened in the last chapter?
1: In the last chapter, I'm gonna award a winner, loser.
0: Sorry, I'm. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to like very strategically plan my crunches.
1: Mm, it's hard.
0: I feel like I'm chomping on nuts and bolts. <laughs> <laughs> because I chew loudly. <laughs> it's like I
1: can't watch TV when I'm eating things. I'm like, I can't hear the TV over my crunching.
0: Exactly. You
1: know, so I'm like very strategic about what I eat while I'm watching TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guys, I put a chip in my mouth and I was like, I cannot.
1: And here we are. So, last chapter, Parting of the Ways, winner, loser. The easy loser of the chapter is Spongebacker.
0: It's like, there's no way it's not
1: <laughs> What would you do if I were to be like...
0: "This Snape! <laughs>
1: chapter is Snape. You'd be like, you just said you liked Snape in the last episode. All those
0: snacks would be on the ground.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Flipping at the table is the best time. No. I know that we talked a lot about Molly Weasley in the last chapter, but... I am still going to give the win to Dumbledore.
0: That feels correct, honestly.
1: Um, I'm not against giving Molly a win, especially because Dumbledore is so problematic. I really appreciate the type of person he is because Dumbledore is not terrible, you know? He's manipulative and he he's all these other things, but this is where you see he means business and he really does everything right in that chapter and I think that needs to be acknowledged. So. I think so too.
0: Good. There we go. You could have literally said almost anybody else other than Vudge and probably Snape,
1: <laughs> just like, because you'd be like surprised be if I said Snape.
0: Like there are little problematic things that we talked about in the last episode yeah. about everyone, almost. But, but. It,
1: really, though, Dumbledore takes charge, and if he doesn't win the chapter, I'm not really sure what is wrong with me. Well, I i, mean, I, I think, will never. I, I can come
0: wrong. up with a few things
1: if you want it, me to. Yeah, there's there's a list, and uh, you won't even touch on the whole thing. So we ain't got time for that. I just, like, turned towards the microphone like I was filming a segment for, like, a reality TV show. And I was like, we ain't got time for that.
0: She's in the diary room right now. <laughs> guys, Speaking I'm a Speaking of people in the diary room, we have Ashley currently in the dining room. The, the dining room? Wow. We're ready for this break, y'all. We can't speak English anymore. At least I can't. Um, fun food. fact. After I got shit-faced at the wedding and that pool incident that I ta- mm-hmm. told you about. You guys don't need to know about the pool incident. <laughs> it was fine. It was good. Whatever. We went back up to my hotel room and my mom and dad came over. And fun fact, my dad and my mom and I were late to the reception because we went to a liquor store that was right next to our hotel first. And so after the pool, they came over to my apartment to drink the gin that I had bought. And the entire time I spoke in a Russian accent with my parents in my bed. Family functions are fucked up. This was a good family function. The last wedding before that, the bride who got married in this wedding threw up on me in a tux.
1: Yes, I remember... That too. They might remember that too.
0: So the whole time during the wedding, every time I went to the bar to get another drink, I was like, Grace, I'm getting ready for you. (laughs) Also, I realized that at this wedding, the Daniel family, they're the dancers. The Bowers family are the drinkers. I'm not kidding. There was one point where I look over from the bar with everybody else in my family. (laughs) <laughs> and i look over at the dance floor it's the entire other side of the wedding
1: yes <laughs> so that's hilarious but
0: i'm sure no one is surprised at that this is not a recap show of my life you have a thing to read from ashley
1: yeah no ashley has a thing to read that
0: oh yeah you wrote. wow i'm confusing myself the i thing. wrote the thing tara has nothing
1: i have zero things i'm done it. ashley
0: has it ashley ready <laughs> come back
2: take it away <laughs> Chapter 37, The Beginning. Well, we have reached the last chapter of this mighty tome. It's time to wrap up those loose ends. Harry has a moment with the Diggeries and tries to give them his tournament winnings, but they decline. Harry has a lovely conversation with Hagrid, who is simply the best. Cue the Tina Turner music. As long as he isn't being racist, Dumble addresses the school during the final feast, having a moment of silence for Cedric, commemorating Harry for his bravery, again, and telling the school that Voldy has returned. Harry says farewell to Victor and Fleur, and in a desperate attempt for a redemption story arc, Ron asks Victor for his autograph. Rita is captured in her bug form by Hermione, and Hermione is kind enough to not, once and for all, squash that bug. Something happens with Draco, but it is irrelevant, just like he is. The twins reveal that Bagman is a greedy bastard. We been new. Harry then finally offloads his blood money to the twins, who will use it to fund their joke shop. And with that, another school year and time at Hogwarts has come to an end. What is to come now so that so much has changed? Well, I know one thing for sure. The future certainly seems pink. (laughs)
1: Was lovely that was fantastic and really funny Y'all actually were it wasn't
0: very funny at all
1: yeah i can't remember she read it like an hour and a half ago
0: yeah it wasn't my best work
1: oh um, it was fine i liked it oh thank you uh, it probably shouldn't have been roll on the floor funny
0: things are very different now at this last episode i'm no longer funny and we're complimenting each other yeah. so i Guys, would just uh, like to remind you that this is still basic
1: snitches. <laughs> we are still basic snitches this book is a turning point
0: we're tired <laughs>
1: So chapter 37, the beginning, Please. opens up with Harry meeting with the Diggory's, which is really heartbreaking. And Harry tries to give them the money that he won because he said technically he thinks it should be Cedric and they won't accept it from him.
0: Mm-hmm. Mrs. Diggory has a line so we know that she's not just, Mrs. you know, Diggory
1: a mannequin. Is Bless her. I can't imagine what that is. You know, oh, of course, my child died in this competition in a very
0: she's... sudden way. Yeah, and in a very terrible, having terrible,
1: having to... terrible, terrible. I am terrible. Oh my
0: god! How are you feeling? Do you need to? I was going to say, do you need to eat more? Do you want to eat more? No, I'm terrible.
1: <laughs> that was terrible and wonderful at the same time.
0: <laughs> terrible and wonderful. <laughs> Precisely. Thank you for correcting that. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> I'm the one who said terrible. <laughs> This is true. Somehow that's my
1: fault. (laughs) That was fine. (laughs) Between her and Harry. Yeah, sure, Mr. Diggory too. But her being like, this child is alive and my child is not. And Harry probably being very aware that that's probably what the woman is thinking. The entire
0: circumstance of it. That is the first kind of like loose end. As I said, this is the chapter that's all about like loose ends. So that's sort of the loose end. Harry meeting with the diggories and then having sort of that final moment of closure. The next thing that happens though, is it not necessarily a loose end, but it's a good thing for Harry to know that he has a support of somebody else who is not in the last chapter and that's Hagrid. And we already talked about how Hagrid probably gives all the best hugs and stuff and I feel like this is such a moment That matches up with that sentiment really well
1: we keep coming back to hagrid i think i love how at the end of the book we come to this place where we're like harry has a wrap-up with dumbledore and he has a moment with ron and hermione whatever we also always get one with hagrid Mm -hmm. and the wrap-up with hagrid i think is really special because hagrid's journey and harry's journey are so intertwined hagrid says to harry you know he's going to be doing something for dumbledore he doesn't really give him any of the details obviously we know what's coming for hagrid right well yeah but more he and madame maxime are sent on the task of trying to reckon with the giant and that's a huge undertaking and we already know Hagrid is badass and brave and absolutely would do this. Harry doesn't know that that's what it is. I don't know. I feel kind of sadness because coming into the next year this is Harry's first year of coming to Hogwarts and Hagrid's not there. Yeah. You know, is that's what's coming up in the next book. And this is our last moment with Hagrid. And he gives so much good advice. Like his statement, you know, whatever's coming will come. We'll
0: He's very calm Face it when we get it. there.
1: But, you know, he lived through so much of it. He went to school with Voldemort. He yeah. literally was kicked out of school because of him. I feel like we always forget how intertwined in the story Hagrid is. Mm-hmm. He's not just the gameskeeper who loves all creatures and is not always the brightest and always is sweet and gives a good hug or makes food that no one wants to eat. He is really important to this story. And this is our last moment with him and he's giving people great advice. Mm -hmm. It's our last moment with him until like about halfway through the next book. Maybe not quite, but.
0: I had said that he is calm, but it's important to also note that despite his background with the story, he is so calm because it's like, well, it's nothing that I've been through before, you know, like, yes, more terrible things will come from this. But in essence, we get closure from this. I agree. There's some wisdom there with Hagrid for sure.
1: Well, and I think that it says a lot to have a character who has a lot of ordinariness to him. Not necessarily ordinariness, but like you don't think Hagrid's a great wizard. You know, you don't think of Hagrid when someone's trying to come up with the plan to defeat Voldemort. He's just Hagrid. Him being the one that says we just need to take what comes at us and and do it. And him being calm about it. Because he kind of understands that it doesn't do any good to be anxious about it. What's coming will come. It's a
0: nice reminder. Yeah, I think everything in this chapter, like I said, it ties up loose strings. But it's things that we need to hear to, to bring a little bit more good and a little bit more normalcy into things too. Of course, the next thing, speaking of the whole meeting with the Diggories and and Cedric, they have the final feast, and it is not at all about, like, who won the House Cup. And they don't even mention who won the House Cup.
1: Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. When I was reading this, I forgot that everything was in black, and my brain was telling me that it was Hufflepuff colors to honor Cedric. And then I was, like, glad that it wasn't.
0: Mm -hmm. Not
1: because I don't think Hufflepuff deserves it or whatever, but Cedric was more than a Hufflepuff. He was
0: like, a Hogwarts student. He
1: was, yeah, he was a person, he was a student, he was amazing. Like, he was a good kid who had a good heart. Then you have Dumbledore's beautiful speech. Mm -hmm. It is beautiful. And every version of this speech is lovely. We'll talk about more in the movie, but, like, when we did Puffs, that version of the speech. Yeah. was beautiful. Yeah. You can't spoof this, you know? Yeah. Really hard. And it's jarring to think think about this first innocent life spilled in the context of the story that we're reading now. Because yeah, I feel like Lillian Games were young enough to be considered tragic deaths, not just like sad. But this first one is a person that we didn't even get to know It's beautiful. I love the speech. I'm tearing up right now talking about it. And Adam is pretending like he didn't notice because he's amazing.
0: Oh, I prefer not to look at you. Yeah, well, (laughs) this is also true. They do talk a little bit about reactions to, speaking of, like Cho's reaction, which is just something worth noting. The other thing, though, that happens here, too, is real moments of honesty. It's important for you to know how he died. Murdered by Voldemort. And the Ministry doesn't want me to tell you this, but it's about honesty honesty and it's about vulnerability when some of your parents might not even want me telling you this but this is what happened he is using his platform in a way that i think is completely correct the one thing that i mean it feels fine yet it also feels a little bit distasteful then is when it's like give it up for harry for like a moment of a uh, yeah a moment of bravery i'm like these kids are sick Screw if the kids are sick of hearing about harry and him being like the chosen one and all that <coughs> like it's Following all this stuff from Mm -hmm. Cedric, okay, a couple things. It almost feels like it is still talking about the tri Wizard Tournament. And it really isn't. It's what happened after the tri Wizard Tournament, so I get that. But there's been so much, like, focus on Harry that the rest of the student body is sick of it, Mm -hmm. A. And B, like, you don't need to put any more attention on Harry either. He doesn't want it. He He doesn't doesn't want it. it. And they Mm -hmm. actually don't do this in the movie, which I think is nice. I
1: love that they don't do this in the movie. I do not like this at all. Yeah. I also respect it in the storytelling aspect because it continues to remind us just where the student body was at the end of the year. Not only with yeah, Cedric is dead. They have one person's story to hear about it, and oh look, it's Harry. And now Dumbledore's making a big deal out of Harry because that's what Dumbledore does. Right. And Harry is in this unwanted situation. Makes me so mad at Dumbledore, especially because he is totally batting a thousand last chapter. And he's batting a thousand up it's, until it's there. Until then, yeah. And then he's like, but also we need to talk about the fact that Harry was there, and we need to honor him because he was brave and he did a scary thing. And he was successful. And it's like, you don't have to do it this way.
0: He actually even said something in the last chapter that was just to Harry. That Mm -hmm. was like, you have displayed an amazing amount of bravery. Yes. More akin to people who faced him before, blah, blah, blah. yeah. That's enough. Everybody else doesn't need to acknowledge that for Harry to feel a certain way. Because Harry's already feeling enough. Yeah.
1: It's also really just distasteful to, like, put someone on the spot like that. Mm -hmm. Especially... Someone who's just been through a terrible trauma. Yeah. And someone who you've already acknowledged has been through a terrible trauma. It's not even like Dumbledore was in the dark and didn't even have a moment to think about the fact that, oh, maybe that would be distasteful and Harry doesn't want to think about that because he doesn't know what's going on. Like, he fucking knows what's going on.
0: It feels out of place, too. It's very strange. After this feast, though, there are a few more farewells and a Mm. few more things to kind of finish up. He says goodbye to Fleur and Crumb.
1: Yes. Which I love. Yeah. And Ron being like, actually, now I want your autograph. It's kind of exactly what you expect from Ron.
0: Yeah, it is. It's unfortunate it had to happen at their very last moment.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I really like the goodbye with Fleur because I wanted Fleur to have just like one last moment where she's not being portrayed as weak Mm -hmm. or snooty and then you get crumb and another moment with crumb even though it was explained two chapters ago reminding us that he wasn't actually purposely attacking cedric and he Mm -hmm. was imperious and then dumbledore does say the fucking awesome line where he's like you guys are welcome here we are all stronger together and like that whole camaraderie thing you have students there who don't even have a fucking headmaster who have to get back to russia or wherever
0: bulgaria yeah like
1: austria i don't know beau has madame maxine Which is awesome, because she's fucking Quinn. But these kids don't have Karkaroff. They're still being welcomed
0: to Hogwarts. Mm.
1: There's just something about that that really sits well for me. There's
0: even something along the lines of, like, maybe it's Ron who says it. Well, they know how to get back without crumb like does, does crumb steer the ship victor's like we all do it we just listen oh you Crumb's mean orders. um
1: karkarov uh, oh yeah karkarov. yeah said ron <laughs> wonder how the germ strength students are getting back said ron do you reckon they can steer that ship without karkarov that's when victor comes over he's like he didn't do shit
0: he made us do all the work karkarov is another k word
1: <laughs> crumb flat out says to harry he's like i liked cedric and like this is hard on he was those kind to kids me, too, yeah, yeah. specifically Flur and Crumb, but also just like the other students who came and were there for the Hogwarts trauma that's coming every fucking yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, seriously? I'd spent a year at another school. It was not actually this abroad paradise and excitement because someone fucking died these other students who were like just
0: there this sucks yeah uh, (laughs) i wonder what paulie eickhoff thought but he was probably very sad and he was like i do not have any wine to drown my feelings (laughs) i would like some wine. no you bad child But hey, Parkeroff isn't there to tell him that. Right. Now. So someone Polly give Eikhoff that kid wine. Can someone. drink all the wine he wants.
1: I hope he did. I hope he I did hope the so whole too. trip home.
0: This is probably a good thing for Pulley honestly. He finally got the justice he deserved. Right,
1: justice given.
0: Speaking of justice given, the other notable loose ties we finally learn about Rita being a bug. I think they're already on the Hogwarts Express. <sighs> yes, program. they
1: are. And Hermione is so fucking gleeful about this. She's it's, very smug. It's almost distasteful, but. Rita sucks so much that... It's not.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have a shatterproof spell in this jar so she can't get bigger. I'm just going to keep her in here for a little bit so she has a lot of time to think about what she did. <laughs> like, yeah, you will go to your room and think about what you yeah. did. <laughs> she could just, like, pick up that, like, glass container and shake it a little bit, you know? Hey, remember what you did to me, you fucking k-word? Some of that. So that is definitely a really nice storyline <laughs> that's kind of, like, summed up. And of course, the other one about someone that we haven't seen for a while, and they kind of explain why, is Bagman.
1: Oh, you mean he was a piece of shit who gambled his whole life away and stole from children? Cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it explains the thing about the goblins. It explains all the deaths that he's been in and how he doesn't have two galleons to rub together. One of the twins say that. Yeah. At the third task, he was somebody else who kind of fled.
1: People were just leaning left and right. Yeah.
0: Dropping like flies. And
1: also during this time, Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle are like, hi, remember us? We're the shitty antagonists that no one likes because they were terrible. Yeah. And then they're like, curses, bye. And friend George come in and help. It's great.
0: It is very nice. It seems a bit unnecessary, I think, but I mean it's the typical Draco thing like, I told you that the bad guys would win, ha. <laughs> right. But you idiot, they haven't won anything. Yeah. He's just back. Also, how
1: disgusting is it that you're like, Well actually Diggory was first. Cedric mm-hmm. is is a joke to you. What the fuck?
0: It makes me almost wonder, like, how desensitized are you to stuff like this?
1: And I think Draco is pretty fucking terrible in the next book.
0: It makes me want to hear the, the twins end. are like,
1: let's play games. Like, they feel like, it's nothing. Oh, yeah. They just want to see what was going on because those fuckers were coming around. And then it turns into learning about Bagman. They get to the train station and Ron and Hermione leave. Yeah. And, and then Harry's he's like, like
0: oh, here's Vernon.
1: Harry's like, here, here's some money, twins.
0: <gasps> That's right. We can't not
1: <clears throat> I lo- So I love this. It's a thing that I really, really hate that they did not put in the movie. Because Harry's choice to give money to the Weasley twins is one of my favorite things.
0: It feels the most appropriate, yes, everything considered. Because I do think that the Bagman storyline is the most obvious out of everybody's. Everyone who has something to hide, that is. Mm-hmm. And... It is still kind of a surprise where Harry has this money that he does not want, that he does not need... He feels uncomfortable having it. At the very beginning of the book, almost, they lose all of their money. It only makes sense that they should get this. And I it's mean, to create joy.
1: That's one of my favorite lines that Harry said. This is why I'm continually like, as Harry gets older and he is really falling into the responsibility of who he is and everything, he still maintains this like level of sweetness and awareness. The whole thing, like, I'm not gonna use this. I don't need this. What we're gonna need now is some laughs. And that's super important. Fred and George are our laughs in this series. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what they needed. They need a sponsor to get moving. And I love his line. I know I could use a fucking laugh. (laughs) Anyone could use a laugh. It's Harry right now. I love how this book ends with that. Also, the last final line of the book is a rehashing of Hagrid's line. As Hagrid had said, what would come would come and he would have to meet it when it did. After his conversation with Dumbledore, after all of the things he's been through, after seeing Sirius, you know, more, after having that lovely moment with Molly, it's what Hagrid says that is, like, the thing that is, like, okay, here I go. Mm -hmm. Here's my shit time with the Dursleys, and then I'll go to the Weasleys. Like, he's
0: been through so much worse at this point. Yeah.
1: I gotta do what I gotta do. I love it.
0: I'm glad that you said, too, that Harry was the twin sponsor, because, very similarly, we also need a sponsor. Yeah, we
1: like sponsors.
0: Fuck, Mary kill. Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of Fuck, Marry, Kill. This is technically the last consistent Fuck, Marry, Kill. (laughs) Tara and I are going to discuss some fun games for the future, but Fuck, Marry, Kill has become a little bit difficult to do. We fucked and married and killed about every single person that we could kind of think of. And to be frank, I don't really feel like fucking... Or marrying Umbridge. So, <laughs> I actually have two for this special episode, and Ashley is joining us for this Fuck, Mary, Kill as well.
1: So she's sent us so many. Yes, of I have
2: yes. to respond to Tara every single time. Literally, every pause time the podcast like, and go. All right, here's what I've come up with. <laughs> I have to send them to Tara, and this is why.
1: And then I screenshot them
0: and send them
2: to Adam. Yep, <laughs> she's our Fuck, Mary, Kill super fan. <laughs>
0: So, our first one is loose ends that were tied up in this final chapter. Rita, and basically, Rita is a bug, we all knew that. Bagman is a scumbag, we all knew that. And then Dumbledore's speech in memoration of Cedric.
2: Guests first. Oh boy. All right. I will fuck Bagman. I want to kill Dumbledore's speech and marry Rita. Oh. Yeah. She's just there, I can just ignore her who cares yeah and she's a bug so yeah like, honestly
0: <laughs> it would be more like you're marrying the capture of Frida, yeah which is kind of lit so, so.
2: Just, she can just do her thing and i'll be perfectly happy and then bagman he's a former athlete you know probably good lay yeah. Probably. <laughs> and and the tumbles i mean it's just sad yeah. just, just kill it it's already about a dead person anyway <laughs> <laughs> you're a <Ravenclaw>, right <laughs>
0: That was very Slytherin there. Right? <laughs> well,
1: so, because I hate her so much, even her capture me, like, I'm just, bleh, gonna kill the capture of Rita. Just kill her altogether. I'm definitely gonna fuck the shadiness of Adam fucking Bagman. <laughs> Why not? And I'm going to marry Dumbledore's speech because it's beautiful, even though it is sad. But I love to live in a perpetual state of sadness anyway. This is 2021.
0: Yeah, true. (laughs) She finally admits it. Why not (laughs) me? Fine is completely different than both of you. Ooh, this might be oh. the first time that that's ever happened. You know. Hell yeah. Usually she'll
1: text me and she'll be like, I agree with you. I agree yep. with that. <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> that's so usually
0: I used to almost always agree with either one of you. Well, that streak has <laughs> ended. Just like Fuck Mary. Appropriate. Very. Okay. Just goes. like Cedric. Okay. <laughs> I am actually going to marry Dumbledore, speech as well because yeah, it's heartfelt. It is honest because he says the stuff about like Voldemort done killed him. Don't be mad, parents. And then I'm going to buck Rita getting captured because I'm like hell yes, bitch, get her. And I'm gonna kill the Bagman thing because I'm kind of sick of him.
1: Well, guess what? He doesn't matter. <laughs> he yeah, does, yeah. I'm so gone.
0: It's something that has been. His was the most obvious. So whatever, he can die. So my final fuck Mary kill is a very special fuck Mary kill. We're going to fuck Mary kill fuck Mary and kill. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> I came up
0: with that on the way here, and I'm like, we can't not do that.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'll just
1: fuck fuck Mary Mary and kill kill. Oh no, I'm totally not
0: doing that. I think
2: that's the make obvious it easy. <laughs> However, I my mean, is- I
1: respect the obvious. <laughs>
2: I'm going to just go with the obvious. <laughs>
1: I'm going to Mary kill. Because it's South. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna marry Kill.
0: That seems honest for Vera, yeah. honestly.
1: Just because, I don't know. Because you get, like killing. Yeah. <laughs> <we get. laughs> Listen, if you listen to the other podcast I do, every episode, Jen is like, I know where to hide bodies if you need to murder people. <laughs> so people know that I am associated with this thing. We've
0: talked about, like, I got the basement, yeah. I got that grave-shaped hole in my backyard.
1: Yeah, this is my life. Gonna marry, kill. Okay. <laughs> so, and I'm going to... I think I'm still gonna fuck, fuck. Yeah.
2: And you're gonna <laughs> kill marriage? Yep,
1: yeah. So, fuck, fucking die, marriage! Well, I mean... <laughs>
2: I know your history. So, <laughs> so does
1: he now, but like
0: fair, okay, fair. Die marriage,
1: but also, like, if anyone wants to be married to me, I'm fun. So
0: well, I'm gonna marry marriage because I would love to be married, even though I'm not very confident that that's gonna happen anytime soon. And I'm also fun. And I was gonna think of something to want one up you with, but I'm not drunk enough yet. So. <laughs> So I'm marrying marriage. I'm gonna fuck kill. <laughs> because I too enjoy the killing of the human. <laughs> it's more like <laughs> like rubbing your hands together. I'm going to kill fucking because I'm asexual.
1: <laughs> That's also fine. But hey,
0: it's very true for you. You're like, I'm gonna kill marriage because that doesn't work for me. I'm gonna kill fucking because that don't work for me.
2: And I'll just stick with the obvious. And now. she's perfect. Uh-
0: So yeah, as I said, this is probably the final Fuck, Mary Kill that is going to be consistent. But if you have game ideas, email us at basicsmissions well, at gmail.com. We have a few ideas and a few ways to maybe structure it and keep things kind of fun and exciting from off the cuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we are open to more stuff. If anything, this season has been very collaborative Mm -hmm. with everybody that we've had, and I think it's only going to become more collaborative as we kind of structure how we're going to do this. so. so. We want your input. Damn it. Now, let's talk about this movie. (laughs) This chapter's intertwined with the last one. Of course, they don't have the moment with Hagrid. They don't have the moment with Diggory's, although... We do get Amos's wailing, which has kind of already happened. The main thing that we get is, of course, the feast. Which isn't a feast. It's like an assembly. Mm-hmm. I think it is quite well done.
1: So my only problem... Well, I'm sure there's a few things. I think it's well done. I do like the black banners that they have. I think that it is Gambon's best delivery in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. What I don't love is there's so much focus on Harry being uncomfortable in that scene, that it starts to feel like it's too much for him. And oh, then I'm mad about wow. it.
0: I almost didn't even notice. it. The
1: way it goes in the book is that Dumbledore says something to the student body before the final feast thing or whatever. Right. And Harry is then present when he does the toast for Cedric. In the movie is kind of smushed together. I don't have any problem with the way it's smushed together, but they do a lot of showing Harry and then I'm just uncomfortable for him. It's not even like that Dan isn't acting well. It's not that Michael Gambon isn't acting well. I think the acting is great. I feel so much worse for, I mean, I already feel like shit for him. And they do a lot of focusing on him in the scene, but then the scene kind of becomes about just how uncomfortable this moment is for Harry. And it doesn't even... It's not even Dumbledore being like, also, we're cheersing Harry. Like, it's not even that. It kind of feels like Harry is reliving that trauma again because of the setup of the scene. I want to see maybe more of everyone else just Mm. to kind of show how a sudden death of someone affects everyone. It's not just about Harry. Yeah,
0: I actually did not notice that at all. I was quite the opposite. They do have the shot with McGonagall and Flitwick and Harry maybe there are moments where it's on the trio but mm-hmm. i found myself more compelled to actually look at hermione and the way that she's reacting to this especially the way when he's like voldemort did it you know in the book this isn't quite true but there was almost like a collective gasp and in this it's almost like everybody knew that there was something wrong and they're just kind of like grappling with the actual mm-hmm. reality of hearing it it's not as dramatic and also it talks about like Some of the Slytherins didn't care to do anything and Draco was gossiping and everything. You actually even see Draco in the scene. Yeah. And he's not being a little shit, which I also think is sort of a little more realistic. I
1: like that. They're mushing those two things they, together. They are. I think when Dumbledore addressed the school, Draco probably wasn't being a little shit. Mm. I sure fucking hope not. Yeah. But we're going to give him that benefit of the doubt. Yeah.
0: There's a moment where you see Dean Thomas really clearly. Mm-hmm. There's others. You see
1: too. the others. They really do a good job of like panning over yeah. everyone. But the coming back to Harry every time for whatever reason. I can't explain why. I'm like god this is miserable. Wow.
0: I, yeah I didn't notice that at all. It just feels like this is like on a loop. At least I didn't notice I may be completely wrong but I don't think I noticed Cho and that would have been kind of a nice thing to see considering that the main things that I remember from her in this movie. The awkward moment at the beginning on like the trolley. Mm-hmm. The water dribbling out of the mouth of Cho the scene at the hourry the so fact that cute. Cedric is taking her to the dance and you see her there she's underwater during the second task yeah. so that would have been nice to see now like we already talked about i do like there's not an actual addressing to harry or anything and i will also say i really like, like
1: there's not
0: i'm always compelled to see things like this at the very end of the movies because this is something they have done well you do see beautiful shots of the architecture and the scenery and stuff yes and you get that prior to and then afterwards they're out in like the courtyard and it's just ron and hermione and Harry, there is a brief moment where everybody's in the courtyard and everyone's saying goodbye. Fleur comes and kisses Ron, Ron and
1: says and goodbye. And so is Gabrielle and she's
0: very cute. Gabrielle's so cute! <laughs> Underrated. I mean, she did get some points. So
1: <laughs> We love but Gabrielle. She's so
0: cute. Very cute. So there's all of that and then when they do go into the courtyard there's that brief moment where Hermione's talking to Crumb and Angelina's checking out Crumb mm-hmm. and it's like, Angelina, back the fuck up. Those are Maddies. I know you're a horny lady. And then that's completely fine. We support you, but why don't you go fuck the twins?
1: Tigana, one of them, That's right. Least, they
0: do. <laughs> she must. does, obviously, they don't get the gold from Harry in the movie, so maybe they can get the gold from you.
1: <laughs> but Angelina looks great. She does. She um, pops so... out
0: in the scene. She's, she's radiant. The fact that I was like, "It's Angelina," was amazing. And then they do have that moment, like in the hallway, a corridor thing. Ron is a little bit more fortified, and we kind of talked about this already, perhaps off camera, perhaps on camera. Yeah, again, yeah. we're filming these. We f- join our Patreon that. <laughs> do you want to join our Patreon. Do we need a Patreon? That's what
1: we need. Yes.
0: I I want money. I'm like, mm, I was about to say I'm like Fudgebacker. (laughs) I want money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You mean you are like Bagman?
0: I don't want to be like Bagman either.
1: Okay.
0: I'm the giant squid. I know. Giant squid needs coin, honey. After all that shit in the second task, I have to redo my kitchen. All those merfolk up in my (laughs) kitchen, they fucked it up. So
1: rude of them. Anyways, (laughs)
0: Anyways, <laughs> we may have talked about this off mic. The whole thing where Hermione's like in a very like weepy sort of thing. Like everything's going to change now, isn't it? I'm like, it's more of a thing that Ron would say than Hermione. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if anything Hermione still feels like the stronger one between the two of them so maybe it gives her a little bit of vulnerability but eh, I think Ron should have said that and I do quite enjoy like the final view through the arch you see the mountains and the Bobatons' carriage kind of going away and the ship sinking into the water something about the cinematography or something and even in the book I got this too like the finality of another year and despite everything has happened it's sad like it's like oh man it's done when you close the book and the movie rolls to credits it's like oh my god it's like you exhale but there's still something there you know
1: we've been shitting on some of these movie endings and by that i mean all of them so far
0: wait how does the first one end
1: the first one i think is our favorite ending and it's harry being like i'm not going home not really oh and yeah That's he's cute. talking to hagrid and it's cute
0: i think this is my second favorite
1: i think this is still my second favorite but i it's, it's a close second scene. Too. As the camera's panning out and you have the trio watching and people are waving as Beaubaton's carriage. Oh yeah.
0: Because and- the one guy's like on a pillar and he's waving. And I was like, why is he waving to birds? And I'm like, oh, those There's- are birds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like, think that that turns out to be a very lovely movie ending. And again, the visual of the three of them together, you know how I feel about to focus on their friendship anyway that being said i still think the first one up to this point is my favorite ending
0: i think so too it's very cute it fits well within that movie
1: and we all know how well the first movie follows the book versus
0: this at this point now that we're done with book four basically it is weird to mm. think back to season one of the podcast and think about like oh christmas I recently sent you a TikTok of Trixie and Katya. Yes. And Katya's like, I like Harry Potter Christmas more than normal Earth Christmas. Yes. And I was like, like "Mm, which one is us? Which one are you which (laughs) one are me? I'm Katya. You're, You're Trixie. Totally. You're the Barbie doll. I'm the Russian hooker.
1: Everything makes sense. That guys. sounds
0: really accurate, honestly. Oh, right. But it is kind of worth looking at the playfulness and the softness and the magic from back then to like what this feels and how much more like deep and robust it is. Mm-hmm. So with that. Oh <laughs> It's over there. I
1: can't reach it. Okay. Alright, I'm gonna eat this while you uh point.
0: Plus 25 to Dumbledore, despite him having to call out Harry. I do still like his speech, but also plus 20 to Hagrid for that lovely, calm, reassuring moment of strength. And also to Hermione, simply for catching Rita. (laughs) Hell yeah. Plus 10 to Fleur, Victor, Fred, and George, because Fred and George were there to be there when Draco was being a dick. And Fleur and Victor are very classy and did their farewells very nicely. Also plus five to Cho because she lost her boyfriend. And it really isn't mentioned much up until this point in the movie is like, fuck Cho, so. I know, right? And Harry's like, I wish I could, but it seems like it's a little soon. Negative ten to Draco, because, like, come on. All things considered, do you need to come in and be a douche at this point?
1: Especially about Cedric.
0: Yeah. And finally, negative twenty to Bagman because, yeah, we've been new, but like it does show what an irresponsible person he is and how he comes off as fun and oh we didn't even literally talk about it but the whole thing of him being creepy and being like hey you want my help baby right is because he had a bet with the goblins And the goblins fucked him over. Right on goblins. I should have given you points, but I already have my point strategy set for our next episode.
1: But also to do that to children. Again, the worst part about this whole series are all the adults fucking over children. And coming for children for no reason. Rita being like, oh, I gotta say shitty things about children. Cool. Or fucking Fudge Packer.
0: Nobody has boundaries in this series.
1: Thank God for McGonagall. I'm
0: gonna give them all this trauma when there's no therapists in our world. Man, (laughs) <laughs> woman
1: woman we need some fucking therapists at hogwarts we sure do next time we're gonna do a wrap up it's a wrap
0: up we're done we got through this book it's very weird that we're done with goblet of fire
1: like, we started doing this yesterday, didn't we? I not what it feels like sometimes. When
0: you look back at things, it feels like it's been, it's been a, year. Mean, it's, a year. It's been two years. This book alone I mean, it's
1: We've only been doing this podcast. We've only been releasing this podcast for two years. Yeah. So we're recording on the 29th of May, and we released our first episode ever on May 30th of 2019.
0: Oh my gosh, so tomorrow's a birthday. Yes. Send us presents.
1: I love presents.
0: Presents means money.
1: Also my birthday for real is next week.
0: Oh yes. June. I'm gonna be older. <laughs> <laughs> That's typically how birthdays work.
1: I'm an old bitch.
0: My half birthday was a couple days ago.
1: We like gifts.
0: <laughs> yes. It doesn't matter what the occasion. Whether if it's our podcast birthday, our real birthday, our half birthday, or just some day that doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, if you wanna celebrate next Friday because you love us, send us gifts. Also, it's the day after my birthday, so you have a good excuse.
0: Wait, next Friday. What's next Friday? I was just choosing a day. Oh, oh just a normal day? Us. Yeah, because obviously when this goes live, it's going to be far past it's be like birthday. It's going to be like fucking
1: July, August. I don't know. Yeah. I don't so. know, I'm bad at dates and things.
0: So we're going to have <laughs> Brian O'Jackson join us again. Yes,
1: Brian will be our special guest next yes, week.
0: Yes, I know you're probably sick of him, but you Except should be more sick Except for you're not, because
1: you love him. Yes,
0: you should be more sick of us. You have to listen to us all the are. time. <laughs> so we're going to be recapping this book, discussing what we are looking forward to in the next book. I'm going to have my points breakdown, which there's some new fun things with that that I'm excited to talk about. Cool. We also have a fun new game that we're going to play. Yep. Yeah, and then we'll <clears> be <throat> done with season four. Or maybe. Or maybe there will be another special episode that you probably are already expecting. Because you know how we are. If you're a lifelong fan. So don't forget to send us your present. Email us and we'll give you an address.
1: That's right. Presents are good. We'll see you next time. Bye! Presents, please.
0: Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery, edited by me, Adam Bowers.
1: And published by me, Tara Corkery, and available at you
0: listen and 2 Podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please review and rate us five stars on your app of choice, and be sure to share us to all of your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk.
1: Oh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Sometimes I update that. Basic Snitches on Instagram. Also, we have a Facebook page. And email us anything you want to or specifically answers to our questions on our segments. BasicSnitches at gmail.com.
0: But don't send us dick pics, please. That's nasty.
1: But do send us liquor. Thanks. Yeah. Aloha, Mora. Oh, now people can get into your
0: house. They're on their toes, but they don't matter because now you're a water goblin. Bye. Bye.